Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. My name is Danny Cola. If this is your first time listening, make sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so that you can join me in having some epic conversations that access higher levels of potential with creatives and professionals from all around the globe. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today's guest is movement coach, speaker, and soul adventurer, Danielle Gertner. We have a great conversation that goes in a few fun directions, but we mainly discuss our love for coaching and teaching. I love connecting with other high-level coaches like Danielle to ponder some in-depth ideas about wellness, growth, and development. If you want to get to know Danielle a little bit more, make sure to follow her on Instagram at Danielle Gertner. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, as always, hit me up in the DMs on Instagram at Danny Cola Fitness. So without further ado, everybody, enjoy the show. So where are you out of? Where do you live right now? I am in Gainesville, Florida for the next uh, week, and I'm actually moving to Austin, Texas next Tuesday. Okay, sweet. I took a trip to Austin in December, and it is an awesome place to be. That's for sure. Really, really, really excited. Um, That's definitely shifted a bit since all this went down Mm. the excitement the fear around moving right now um but i I think yeah but nonetheless like i'm pumped what sparked uh what sparked you moving (laughs) sparked no pun intended um man i've wanted to move out of gainesville for a while um i went to school here graduated from the university of florida um started my business here such an incredible city but i have felt like i have hit a ceiling Mm. um and wanted to try something different wanted to be in a bigger city with more people that are um doing a little bit more similar things to what i'm doing in terms of the online programming and the workshops and the speaking um and i've loved austin like every time i've gone there the vibes just we just click i agree i agree it's like very free-spirited i like that a lot yeah as opposed to maybe conservative florida is that what you're speaking of no gainesville is actually not super conservative um Mm. i have become my most authentic spirit lady uh like wild woman self here in gainesville there are parts of north florida for sure that are more conservative and it's funny because they say that austin is the blue city in the red state um mm. so i'm excited to experience that's experience. that's got to be true everyone talks about the rest of texas being a special place you know yeah uh conservative what have you american america you know yeah. <laughs> um so break down break down what it is that you do as far as like wellness you talk about online programming and workshops and i think that's already a awesome thing why we linked up here because that's basically how my business is run it, a lot of it was one-on-one, but now in this last month, my online has gone up and now I have free time to invest in other endeavors like my podcast and other avenues of revenue. But I, I am liking this online platform and how we're forced to go that direction nonetheless. So talk to me about your business and how you run that. So I'm an ownership coach. I work with people to take ownership over their lives and their wellness. Um, And it didn't always start that way. I guess not uh, with that 
intention. So I too was a, I started out as a personal trainer when I first got out of college. Um, really just loves working with the body and um, strengthening people in ways that I think a lot of people don't think they could build strength. And I very quickly realized that the physical aspect of health it was such a slim piece of the pie. Oh, yeah. And um, I started to get really, really fascinated just on my own journey because when I found the gym, I was always an athlete. When I found the gym, it was for pretty aesthetic purposes. You know, like I wanted a nice ass and nice arms and a nice sure. stomach and um, got bored really quickly and kept falling on and off the wagon and realized there was a lot more. But anyway, um, so. But a lot that a lot more is so much worth talking about. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, and we will we will go down that for sure. But um, just to answer your question of like, what do I do? How do I? make money? How do I spend my time? I run a 90 day habit transformation programs that inspire people to own their shit and take ownership over their lives and their wellness. Um, cool. I work with women all over the world, which is great. It's uh, an incredible, you know, like you said, this online platform is really special. And, um, and then I speak a lot. I do workshops, um, have led some retreats and really I'm just exploring cool. how to bring that world more into my world that's a lot that's that's awesome like i dream about doing retreats and you know speaking and all that stuff I, i'm doing the workshops obviously that's put to a halt i've been doing the workshops and i'm learning to love the online platform i i did not like it in the beginning and i started it like two years ago so now it's like a time for it like being super purposeful and shining you know that's great that you had started it too, which is, yes. I think we were a little ahead of a lot of people, um, in terms of at least having a, a foundation. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, getting, like a, getting a library and a, a video and yeah. figuring out your way of best communicating and then, and then doing the other stuff too, like blogging and video and podcasting. So what type of other things do you do on the internet as far as like connection to your people? Other things on the internet. So I do a lot of virtual workshops. Um, that's oh. really been my uh, focus as of late. Um, and I plan, I mean, it's interesting because I love the online. I love what it's allowed me to do. But um, there is something very different, very special about in-person um, oh, yeah. in person connection. And so that will always be a huge part of my life. But one thing um, I can't forget in addition to um, the online programs is I'm a strength and conditioning coach. So I, uh, coach three women's collegiate teams and, um, nice. also through that have learned the physical is just like one sliver of the pie, but online, yeah, uh, online workshops. Um, and I have a dream of my own podcast that, uh, I'm in the works of right now. Um, cool. just kind of letting it come to me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm with you. That's how the podcast started with me. Yeah. For sure. It was like getting, you know, getting one goal and being good with that. And then once you're connected to that other dream start to kind of fulfill your brain. And I don't know, I just felt like I was being pulled towards my North, my true North really. Cause I was a high school teacher and now I'm doing this whole entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship thing like you're doing and doing this all on my own, which is a spiritual journey in itself. Huh? Yeah. Oh, it's, you got You have to be honest through this thing. It's going to show you your weak points and you're going to have to like really face them. <laughs> Sometimes it's so hard. It is the hardest thing in the world, but also the most rewarding, beautiful yeah. world. And I think 
people who don't, who've not, who've never experienced entrepreneurship and it's so much more than just entrepreneurship. It's, it's literally building your own path. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know if people truly understand until they experience it. Did you have like a corporate job before the personal trainer job came about or did you work as a, as a corporate personal trainer at one point? Um, no, um, I, I did some internships. I made the decision my senior year that I was going to become an entrepreneur. I was on a very fast track to working, uh, for, uh, Amazon. Um, I did an internship with them when I was a junior. Um, and I had done some work with the YMCA as an internship and upon graduation, I was very lucky to have some full-time job offers and Amazon being one of them. And just, I don't know, my heart not jumping mm. at the thought of it and I had started a boot camp what really like made me fall in love with um teaching fitness and leading fitness and uh was this boot camp I started at UF called Gator Grind and it's still around today four and a half years later we lead it we're doing social distance workouts right now but yeah. <laughs> um that boot camp, yeah, nothing excited me the way teaching that boot camp did and showing people all the different ways they could move their body instead of just the way they were seeing maybe on social media or in the mainstream. And I feel like that's what entrepreneurship kind of is too, is taking people out of the mainstream and throwing into the, throwing them into this whole other like fucking backstreet realm, you yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> The, the not so safe path, if you will. I mean, you were presented with something pretty badass and a lot of people probably would have taken that in your position. Take that safe gig, big job. I mean, it's Amazon. That's a pretty big accomplishment, huh? Um, it was good. I'm sorry, your last question skipped like just a second. I thought oh. I'd be good. Yeah, no, I, what I was saying was, is that like a lot of people would have taken that Amazon gig, you know, and would have taken the safe route and then get the job and the tenure and the 401k and the benefits and all the safe stuff but then little by little and I, I found this out very quickly and I thought being a gym teacher would be like the freest job ever you know but uh it turned out that I it limited me like as you were limited and um it just little by little you start to die inside because you can't ex fully express yourself and that uh, hits your it hits your your wellness journey, right? Like that it hits if wellness is a priority on your list, like it has been for me my entire life. And I, and I made that a goal to kind of always make sure that's high in the priority list. As I teach people how to you know maintain wellness, it's I got to follow what I'm preaching. You know, um, it was killing me slowly, and now I'm doing this entrepreneur route and connecting with people like you, and it's it's been awesome. Yeah, I love so much. That. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I love that you said creativity. It limits your creativity because Amazon's a great company. I don't want to make this about them, but as soon as I, you, when you work for a company like that, there are procedures, there's ways of doing things. There's ways of thinking. Um, there's kind of steps to follow, but when you're in entrepreneurship, there's really like, yeah, there's some people that'll sell you frameworks. All right. Once your business gets to this level, do this, do this, do this. But there's not really linear laid out steps oh. kind of like, that's fucking cool. I'm going to try that. And then I'm going to learn what I need to learn and then not do what I shouldn't do again. And, and just keep building. Definitely. How do you uh, find that structure initially? Because a lot of times, you know, let's say for example, a high school kid at 18 
people graduate, take the entrepreneurship route and say F college and all that. But now they have trouble finding that structure. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to make sure everything's taken care of. My food is prepped. And then I'm going to go to my desk. I'm going to make sure emails are written. I'm going to maybe take some time to play and, 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 you know, get the creative juices flowing myself in my own certain way. How do you set that up for yourself and make sure that you have this discipline structure every day to get shit done? Well, before you said discipline, that's what was coming to my mind is like, you have to build that muscle of discipline. Yeah. And it is absolutely something that can be built. Um, I think, you know, some people are maybe born with a little bit more internal motivation than others, but still that, that can be built when you see the importance that discipline and consistency play mm -hmm. in building the life that you want for yourself. Um, um, in a way, I think a lot of people, um, really understand it's, it's definitely super challenging. Um, and but so for me, it's a schedule, um, much like you were talking about time blocking is a, has become a very important part of my life and, uh, celebrating my small wins, making sure that I like actually take a look at how the work I'm doing, how my discipline is paying off. Mm -hmm. And I don't think people do that. They don't celebrate like, yeah, I did that shit. And because I, I did agree. that, shit, this is where we are. Yeah, I agree with that. Totally. I, I sometimes fall into a rut. So like I try to practice the whole balance thing and, you know, I put work in, but I also want to just kind of fuck off if I feel like it and just kind of sit and watch an extra 20 minutes of Rogan or another podcast or whatever. And, or maybe just take another 30, 40 minutes and sit there and breathe and meditate and not connect to anything, you know? And then uh, sometimes if I do that for too long, I'll be hard on myself and be like, you lazy piece of shit. Go go to your office. Get your shit get done. Get your stuff together. And I play with that. I play that mental battle in my head a lot. Oh, so if you want to go down the whole ego inner critic route, route yes, I do want to go down that route. <laughs> down to go there. You're about I'm to. I'm going to take another uh, hit of this though. You do that. Take one for me too. I'm gonna I'm gonna chill on my. I'm a I'm gonna get a two puff puff and then I'm like I'm good. Mm. <laughs> I'm one I, of them. I'm a yeah. cheap date. <laughs> That's okay. No worries. It's all good. But yeah, talk to me a bit about your um, self-sabotage slash uplifting moments in your life and how you go about that. Ooh, so this, I'm so glad we're going here. This has been such a hot topic in um, my life, my thought process and the work that I've been, what really what I've been talking to all my clients about. I have six women specifically, well, nine um, from another program, but we have one-on-one -on -one calls and this has been such a powerful conversation. <sighs> the way I look at it, um, is that there's this internal world that exists, right? We hear the dialogue running through our minds all day. And, um, I don't know if you know who Mickey Singer is. He wrote mm -hmm. the untethered soul and the surrender experiment. Have you ever heard of those two books? I have not, but that sounds very intriguing and like symbiotic with a lot of my philosophies. Yeah. Uh, untethered soul is fantastic. And it's about untethering yourself really from your thoughts um, and understanding that you can observe them and not become them. Um, so I'm going to try to condense this. Um, no, let it, let it, let it flow, babe. <laughs> let it go. Um, he was, 
Mickey Singer's super well-known spiritual teacher and author um, was on the Tony Robbins podcast, like known all over the world. And he happens to live here in Gainesville. It's really incredible. We're very, very lucky. Um, he lives in Alachua and owns something called Temple of the Universe. You can go and hear him speak. And I've seen him many, many times. He's this cute little older man that comes out and like sits on the carpet with his shoes off and just delivers these really incredible talks. He was the first person to really get me to understand this separation between self and mind and thoughts. And I think um, the way I've looked at it is uh, like, who are your key players kind of who exist inside? Um, I gave this metaphor analogy to uh, one of my clients who's a soccer coach. And I asked her, usually, usually in what position do you see the bigger picture of the game when you're on the field or when you're coaching on the sidelines. And, you know, we both kind of agreed for sometimes, for the most part, when you're on the sidelines, you're able to see that bigger picture versus if you're caught up in fucking kicking the ball and blocking, mm -hmm. trying to score and all that. Um, and so I try to look at my mind that way and what goes on inside. There's these key players that are like kicking the ball around and knocking into each other and sometimes playing nice, but not usually. And I have the choice to be on that field with them, lost in it, or I could step off the field and be the coach or be sitting on the sidelines and kind of watch what's happening. And so I say all that to get back to what you asked is like, how do I handle those voices inside is because I started to build an identity for them. And I asked this client, you know, if I asked you who your star players were on the field, could you tell me? And I was like, yeah. And she's, and I said, well, what could you tell me about them? You know, their name, their position, what their strengths and weaknesses are. So can we do that same thing with the common voices that we hear in our head, that inner critic? That's like, what the fuck are you doing moving to Austin, Texas in the middle of this? Like, oh, you, you do it. You do that shit. <laughs> do that shit. But the thoughts, you know, those thoughts yeah. are there. And so I'll finish this with this, um, something I've done that I've found is really powerful is like I have personified the parts of me literally by naming them. So like my ego, I call her dirty yurt and we like have hearts of hearts, you know, when she's mm -hmm. being loud as shit, which she has throughout this quarantine or the inner critic um, and, and really trying to understand them and understanding that we have the power to look at them from a distance instead of letting them control everything we're experiencing right now. Pops. What what about when Dirty Gert and your other versions of yourself uh, merge with that omnipresent Gert that's coaching all of them on the field? What do you describe that feeling? Do you get there? Mm, like it becomes them. I mean, these forces are, or these voices are our identity. Uh, they are so deeply ingrained, I think. Um, in who we are and how we show up in the world. A lot of times we're totally blind to how they show up. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that's an interesting question. How do they show up? Um, I'm sure they merge and you don't even realize it. Cause that's like your float. That's like your flow state. Yes. You, you don't notice it. And it's so, <laughs> it's so funny that you say this. I led a workshop and I'm going to be 
super vulnerable about something I'm just still processing. But I led a workshop. I've led a lot of workshops before. And I got some, one of the guys who runs this incredible company um, gave me some feedback afterwards, just coaching me because he's done this way longer than I have. Coaching me on just maybe a little bit better ways to hold space and respond. Mm. And um, the workshop I felt was one of my better workshops. I felt like really, really in my flow. So anyway, it, it was interesting because something I thought about afterwards, because, you know, corrective uh, feedback is always sometimes difficult, not always sure. sometimes difficult to take. Sure. Uh, but something that I thought about was, man, he really noticed a blind spot of mine. Like I have a lot of awareness of my ego and my, my key players. I've been doing the work at least for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet still there's so much to learn and there's so much to grow. And I think that was a good example of those other parts of myself showing up in the workshop. Cause my ego definitely showed up in the workshop mm. and had an effect as to like how I communicated. It so definitely, anyway. it definitely has to, right. I think that uh, a quality of someone leading a workshop has to have a certain command and presence of the room, you know, and like that's ego a little bit. Why do why, why do you do that? Because the ego finds it valuable. Like you're doing this because you're helping people because the ego finds it valuable. It's, it's a necessary thing, but because you're vulnerable and open and, and putting yourself out there, that guru who's done this thousands of times is going to look at those things that you may not necessarily see. And I, I get it. It happens to me all the time too. And sometimes it's hard for me to be like, no, <laughs> no, I do this right all the time. Get the fuck away. But, but like, no, you're right. That, and that's why I like listening to all these podcasters who are doing it so right. Like I was listening to Lex Friedman today. I don't know if you know who that is. He's, he's the, uh, He's the artificial intelligence podcast host. He's been on Rogan a handful of times. He's, he's from MIT. He's, um, you know, uh, an engineer. He's a mathematical guy, but also very loving and uh, like self-aware. And he observes all this internal stuff. And it's so ironic because he's always about machine learning and technology advancing and, and artificial intelligence. But the one thing that AI will never be able to comprehend is this internal state that we're talking about. Like that will not be able to be duplicated, you know? And anyway, Lex Friedman is a very good host. He asks very good questions. He slows things down. And like, I was listening to that today. And as I'm preparing for this podcast, I'm like, slow the fuck down, (laughs) you know, slow down when you ask questions and don't get so excited all the time. And like, I just take these things in from people, you know, they're my best friends now taking that shit in. Anyway, I don't remember what the segue was, but it was, I don't know either, but it was a great, (laughs) a great reminder too, of just what we're experiencing. I had said when you were saying that I almost want to take a deep breath. Yeah. Slow down. Oh, I do remember what I was talking about when, uh, when you're trying to be critiqued, right. And it's hard on the, on the ego a little bit. And you're there's trying to a benefit. Be- there's a benefit, a huge benefit to those parts of you. There's so much information that is stored in these in these stories, in these personas, in these voices. Uh, what does the information get caught up as? Like we say this word information. Like what is it? What is it, the information? What is it in? What's the bottom piece of it? Uh, like how does it present itself? Yeah. I think um for me, and I'm totally speaking, obviously, for how I've experienced it. You should. Yeah. <laughs> I know what everybody is fucking thinking. Um, 
for me, it's been, it, it's just voices. It's, it's like a little, like if I had like a sister <laughs> that like lived inside me that, um, was, you know, super emotional. Um, so like my, I think there's child, the word right there. Boom, 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 boom. Cause I was going to say the emotions are the information bottom line. Oh yeah. Yeah. That the emotions are always triggers, right? Yeah. I've, been, I've been seeing that word a lot and I, I identify with that word. Um, yeah. Triggers. Like if something, which a lot of people, right. Think about our situation are being so triggered by what's happening. Um, mm-hmm. and should lean into, okay, well, why, why am I being triggered by this? What, what's coming up? And that's how it shows up for me is usually just like a voice or this story I start to take myself on. And before long, I notice I like am all the way down this river and I'm like, how the fuck did I get here? Yeah. <laughs> so, no, that's good. You're introspective. I like, I, it's not easy to, uh, to be in a vulnerable position and do this whole growth thing, you know, like part of the reason why you do the whole, uh, teaching and putting on workshops and the work that you do, cause it puts you out of your comfort zone. I know it puts me out of my comfort zone. I'm afraid, you know, when I was teaching health class, like I, I thought I was going to be just the gym teacher and teach in the gym or in the weight room or whatever, you know? But then I was like, all right, well, if I'm going to have to get a job, then I got to do the whole like classroom stuff too. So I should probably get that degree or certification. So I did thinking I'm never going to use it. But then it came to the time where it's like, yo, Danny, you got to teach in the classroom and you got to teach health. And I'm like, ah, fuck. You know, I'm like, no, I can't do this. But I morphed into it time and time again, hundreds of days in a row morphing into this. You have to be the person who knows all this stuff the best as possible so you can lead these little brains so like i took it upon myself to morph into that and that put me in a lot of vulnerable positions i know that you could realize that as well and that's why we do it it's fun it is it's the best experience um and yeah i think that's so awesome that you were a teacher and uh coaching these volleyball players these collegiate What, what schools it's santa fe uh santa fe here in gainesville um an amazing, amazing junior college. So uh, freshmen and sophomores, um, very impressionable. Um, a lot of them, I mean, it's just such different backgrounds. And like you said, learning how to adapt, not only for um, the sport, because I was also, I was coaching three sports. I've never played volleyball, basketball, and softball. Um, and adapting in that way, adapting to the different personalities of each team and each individual yeah that's that's that that really sharpens a teacher the more you do that the better you're able to like uh, figure out learning styles and best practices to get to each person the best at their level there's a lot of transfer of information that goes back and forth a lot of dissecting emotion back and forth and you know uh, i guess electromagnetic fields if you will too but i almost want to draw you i'm looking to see if there's paper i don't think there's a pen well, one of my mentors drew, uh, drew me this image once when she was trying to explain to me in college just the filters that our shit has to go through right like even you and i communicating right now there's a way that i see the world and how my beliefs and experiences and everything everything that makes me me has filtered the words that are coming out of my mouth and then the way you're receiving them are also filtered by the way you see the world and the Mm -hmm. experience that you've had in the world and um under first of all having awareness of that is huge and huge huge. it's huge it's huge 
um, and is the first step. And I, I, I wrote a, a post about this. Um, awareness is key, but that is only step one because there's a lot of people in the world that have awareness. They, I, I said in the post, like everybody, ha uh, not everybody, a lot of people have that key sitting in their back pocket. They know it's there, but very few people actually take that key out and open the door and actually mm. explore what is this awareness teaching me. And I, I don't also don't really know how we got here, but it's okay. No, awareness is <laughs> higher levels of awareness is the spiritual journey. It's one in the same. You oh know? yeah. And I think that is extremely important. I think there are levels to the awareness game. And I almost think it's exactly the same as the conversation you have in your head. That is awareness being built. It's the same. So we're just talking about the same thing and like different symbolisms. Um, I love, that's why I love doing this podcast because you bounce these ideas off of somebody who's been doing a lot of this thinking and it's like, Oh shit. Now I see it in a whole different way. It's the same thing. It's fucking awesome. God damn. It, it is awesome. And all of that like perspective has to do with all the millions of moments that have built you into the person that you are right now speaking to me. Asking sure. And the out. infinite, all right, now how about this? The infinite amount of possibilities that could be outcomes that could be. So that makes me think about the multiverse. That makes me think about consciousness. And then how about living or experiencing consciousness on higher dimensions? What are your thoughts about that? Um, experiencing consciousness at higher dimensions. Yeah. Not something I've explored yet. Mm. Not that I don't think it's possible. Uh, it's interesting. You remind me a lot of my friend Jay. He's a really, really smart. Actually, I'll have to connect you guys. Well, if you don't already know each other, I feel Does like. Does he know Jared? Um, no. Oh, because I met a guy named Jay when I was in Orlando. No. Uh, in, in December, January, just January when I was there. But anyway, what, what were you saying? No, no, no. It, you just remind me. He's, um, these are things that he's been introducing to me that he's experienced lately. Yeah. Um, you know, has, has experimented with plant medicine, mm. um, which is something that I have not really experimented with yet, but it's something that I would like to. And I was just kind of waiting for it to find me. Mm -mm. Yeah, I think the first steps already found you. I feel like cannabis is a first step into like connections with higher dimensions because I think that's what that is. It's just sending you signals through your nervous system that make you feel like, oh, yeah, duh, duh. But I feel connected to that. You know, it's just it's it's not what they told us about back in the day. It's not like drugs. It's no. it's something that mirrors you back. Yeah, and, I yeah. That's that's why people get cannabis. That's why people get paranoid from cannabis. It's like, oh no, that's creeping up. I don't want to go. And that's been so dug so far deep and everyone does it. And that's emotions again, getting stored in our connective tissue, right? The fascia, the organs, everything. And down to the cellular, literally down to the cellular level, that shit is absorbed. And oh, hell yeah. And it impact that, that that is your subconscious. That's that's your subconscious kind of just like taking all that in. And that's why people get afraid of the wacky tobacco. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you said um, it's so much more than it seems. And there's two things I thought of when we were, when you were talking about that was like, I think weed for me, 
it hasn't always served me. And I've had to be really honest with myself about that because it was a habit that I picked up in high school, just kind of started smoking with my friends. That's a big conversation to have, right? The whole, is it serving me or is it not? That's even really high level of awareness right there. Just let me just point that out. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but it's, it took me a while where I would just like, there was this voice that when I was high, I would just not sit well. And anyway, um, what I loved what you said was um, this image that some of these drugs, these drugs have. Um, drugs are bad. <laughs> I remember mushrooms, right? Like I did mushrooms when I was in high school and it was like, I had no idea like what they were. Like it was something my friends told me is going to make me see cool shit and I was going to laugh. And it was like the exact opposite. It was a horrible experience. Oh dude, mushrooms are so dangerous if you don't respect them. You have to respect the sacred mushroom, dude. You have to really feel safe knowing that, like you said, oh, this is what I lost track because weed man (laughs) but you had said that everything is a mirror of yourself everything even when you're completely sober walking through life how somebody you know treats you and how you respond to things like is a reflection and it's enhanced when you take drugs and it was enhanced when I was in high school and I did not like what was returned (laughs) Mm, interesting yeah well if you want to talk about psilocybin I love talking about it because um yeah, the ego disillusion, it's not easy to deal with. And I think that's what it does. I mean, if, according to Michael Pollan, and it, he talks about this in uh, How to Change Your Mind, right? It's like we have the system in our brain called the default mode network. And anytime you take higher levels of psilocybin, like that default mode system, everything that you associate with Danielle and your business and training and movement and your history and you, your relationships and your favorite shit and your car, everything that you associate, you with you starts to merge away and your actual energy kind of goes with the collective energy and it's like oh shit oh my god I and like that that type of feeling is very very hard to explain like when I first started feeling that I was like oh no I'm dying like that's what people start to freak out yeah. yeah that's when people start to freak out it's like oh my god i'm overdosing i'm never gonna be here you know i'm gonna die and that's it like that is very very hard to like take in as it's happening and even though no one's ever overdosed on psilocybin right like you still like you have that fear because your your brain is having these hallucinations right but there's something too that energy emerging with everything like you feel this real crazy odd bizarre feeling of oneness and connectedness and um and yeah if there are things that are pushed down then they start to pop up and if you're not ready for it if you're not in the right place physically mentally with the right people around, like it could be not a good thing. It won't be enjoyable at all. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Um, it, it brought up something Mickey Singer shared in it's actually in the book was just how we, we build these houses for ourselves in mm-hmm. our mind. We're like, okay, I'm standing in this really infinite open field and that scares me so like Mm -hmm. i'm gonna build these walls to keep me safe Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna bring light inside and we almost forget that right on the other side of these walls there's there's natural light there's source there's energy so um yeah i love i love that you shared that and what a different look outlook i have on some of these um 
plant medicines and things that help you further um, open up and connect. Definitely. I'm trying to figure out ways to, uh, well, figure out ways. I know how I'm going to do this. It's just a matter of executing. I'm going to start microdosing and I'm going to start writing about it or vlogging about it. And, um, I, and I started it this last week and, you know, 0.5 grams, whatever. And I just took them and it was like the early morning. It was like 10 AM. I went outside, I took the mace and I just started moving and I had podcasts going and I was like, fuck it, just start moving and going. And next thing I know, you know, I'm feeling really connected to the movement. I think the movement's really, really important. And then we start having, at least I start having these really intense feelings about how I feel about certain work patterns. And it makes me kind of like rethink about how I should go about this or that. And it forces me to be way more creative. And I think that little stepping stone or doing that, like they say, twice a week, separated by four days, it could really enhance the flow of your work and how you can kind of creatively clearly send the appropriate message and i've been struggling with this and the words and how to articulate the message of optimization and balance and conscious growth and the stuff that we're talking about here um so yeah like i definitely want to take that up and learn more about these plant medicines and what they can actually do how is this practical because there are guys like mr wonderful that are you know mr wonderful from shark tank He's investing in big time companies and this is going to be way more prevalent in the future, and especially in this weird time that we're in right now. What, so what are your thoughts on all that? Like as far as like conscious growth and change? Um, I think people are, whether they like it or not, they're going to have to wake up to it. Um, Mm -hmm. It's here and it's present, especially right now. And um, right now is a weird time. It is a weird time. What are your, what are your thoughts about like, going back to quote unquote normal, what the fuck is that going to be like? Where are you, where do you stand on that? Is there going to be a quote unquote going back to how things normal normalize? Is there going to be a new normal? Where have you been going with this in your mind? So it's so funny that you asked, I had a client call earlier today and this is what we were talking about. Um, because she was really kind of stuck in this idea of what is going to unfold. Yes. I think it's going to be a new normal. I think we evolve and change every day. I mean, if, if you think about it, every day is really a new normal and this is going to be fast tracked times a hundred. Yeah. It's drastic now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what it's going to be. And I've actually like really tried to, um, redirect myself if I get lost thinking Mm -hmm. about it. And Mm -hmm. this is what we're talking about today. One of the lessons from this Oh, this craziness is presence. Um, mm-hmm. because you can very easily get lost in what did I just lose from this? What happened because of this? And how is that going to affect the future? Instead of can I take care of the person I am? Can I further connect with the person I am who's right here and right now and surrender? I mean, there's so many, yeah, so many parts of me that are like, I can't believe you're moving. This is the craziest thing ever. Um, just every, with everything that's happening, but I'm kind of have my hands up like this and I'm like, we're going to be all right. Yeah, definitely. When you, when you kind of toss your hands up like that, well, not, not recklessly with a loving intelligence, faithful leap that you're going to have all this trust in yourself to get this stuff going and definitely genuine and and just doing what you naturally feel. I think the universe kind of meets you 20% of the way. 20%. That's it. 
That's it. You got to work your ass the rest of the way. You can't just sit there and play video games. Like that's the thing. Like, you know, if you know, you if you ever think about or read Joe Dispenza's work, you ever. So like you, your your personality is you're gonna be what your new personal reality is. So if you're pushing yourself and you're carrying out actions, like that's a real step to the process. You have to carry out actions and genuinely with a heartfelt message and a good intention, do the things that you're supposed to do. And you'll attract what is supposed to be. And right now it's going to Austin and you're going to do that shit. I'm going to do that shit. There's a difference between like crossing your fingers and closing your eyes and like your eyes and shit's going to be exactly what you want versus, versus putting in, like you said, putting in the work and, um, yeah, doing the 80%, doing the 80%. Definitely. Definitely. And so, so like you have to go out there and fucking do it right and you have to learn from all the mistakes and you just gotta fucking that's it one thing at a time and 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 here's the thing what i was gonna say with you like here's how i know you're gonna be more than okay because you're doing all the internal internal work and you're practicing what you're preaching and like just you're, you're you're doing it you're helping people get to that next level because you have that information that people don't have you're easily articulating information that's gonna make people be like Oh yeah. Duh. That's impactful. So no matter where you do it, you're going to do it. Whether that's in Austin or you say, fuck, I'm just there for a few weeks and then I'm going to take a vacation to Australia because I can. I'm not tied to like one-on-one clients or a gym anymore. Everything's online now. So that's another thing. Like in the last three weeks, four weeks, my business drastically turned and I pushed it into this online category that I already had that we were talking about. Right. So now I'm only in person, like maybe six hours, seven hours a week. And I have so much more free time to do other things. And now that's where like all this energy fuck is in my brain. It's like, okay, how do I structure this? That's why I asked you in the beginning, how do you structure everything? How do you go about it? How disciplined are you? Cause I'm a disciplined cat, but I like to say fuck off sometimes and smoke weed and, <laughs> I'm rambling. I digress. No, I, uh, I thousand percent. I totally resonate with that. Um, this is, this is a, such an opportunity to be resourceful, have some fun, build some things, try some things that you've always wanted to try mm-hmm. and hope for the best. Just learn, learn from what unfolds. And, yeah. but I feel you like there is a balance, right? There's you, <laughs> That word, man, like what the fuck does that word actually mean? It's uh, actually a really important word yeah. because now I'll, I'll, I'm going to just go for a little bit. If you say, if you need me to stop, you just say, stop. I'm in this talking mood and I, it helps me articulate this information because someone like you is genuinely interested and you're going to actually ponder this. And the people who listen, ponder this stuff too, like the people who reach out and stuff. But consciousness is constant duality, positive and negative. It's always this balancing acts always because like down to like cells and atoms protons and electrons they have a positive and negative charge right it's warm in the day and light and dark at night there's alive or there's dead there's all these antonyms right there's always these uh, oppositions happening and naturally we get pulled towards chaos if we don't put our thing that's experiencing consciousness this vessel right? Whatever's happening through here. That's the only way we get to experience and be conscious of or embodied because this duality, 
right? And then when you're high on mushrooms, everything's one, right? Because your brain kind of is the collective thing, but everything works as one. So we're sending the message of constant equilibrium of the nervous system through movement, through breathing, through cold, hot therapy, massaging, stretching, mobility, cannabis, meditation, ayahuasca, you name it. We're talking about the equilibrium. Basically, having people identify what those traumas are, mainly probably from zero to 14, how they affect the way you interpret information, i.e. feelings, words, sounds, vibration, and how that constructs your, constructs your reality. Are you suffering from it or are you taking it in and creating from it, right? Basically, that's what it is. So balance, bringing it all the way back, is an important word. Absolutely. It, it's, it's so important but I think people don't, I wanted to say this in the beginning of our podcast, now that I'm thinking about it. Like, I don't think people have ever really defined, I won't say everybody, a lot of people. It took me a long time at least to really ask myself, how do I define happiness? How do I find, define success, fulfillment, balance? Because it is such an individual experience. Where does that where do those metrics for that dualism come from? Where do the standards come from? And it really comes from, in my opinion, our environment. Um, like you said, zero to 14, um, really oh, diving. I've been doing some research on like shadow coaching and, and inner child work because it's just stuff that I really want to dive more into um, because I, for finally, it took me a really long time to get there. I've only been really working on this for the last couple of years, but to truly um, understand the importance of, of diving into that and recognizing where this shit that we carry, the stories that we tell, the beliefs that, they, that we have about ourselves in the world, where do they really come from? Yeah. So that I can live in that expanded state of oneness. You know, um, I want to share something with you. I'm going to try not to get emotional about it. Yeah, my sure. grandmother, um, my grandma, my best friend, the love of my life um, is in Denver, Colorado, with, which is where my family lives now. Um, and she unfortunately has the coronavirus and has been in the hospital. Um, she's 88 years old and she has dementia as well. Mm. And um, her symptoms for the virus are mild, although she is in the hospital, but um, the virus has attacked the dementia. And but literally the brain is shutting down and not able to um, communicate things like I'm hungry, I'm thirsty, things mm. like that. Um, and yesterday had a very, you know, just emotional call. She wasn't responding because my, my mom hasn't been able to see her because of this virus and the social distancing. She wasn't allowed to see her in her assisted living facility and she wasn't allowed to the hospital. That's and they finally allowed her to go to the hospital and um she wasn't responding and after my mom was there after talking to us like 20 minutes later i get a call that she was responding again but anyway i say all this to say uh yesterday was very emotional i was crying a lot i was super upset um and i started thinking a lot about how do you like sit behind some of these emotions and how do you really like how do i put my own shit to the test how do I put all the stuff that I've been preaching that I do practice, but like, I don't think I've ever had to practice so hard than right now. Yeah. How do I really sit behind those emotions and just feel, but not become? Yeah, that's a good point. 
I mean, we do all this work so that when shit hits the fan like this and we're attacked in so many different ways or however we see it, you know, we do that work so that in times like this, we can keep our true essence, Yes. you know, that we remember that oneness. Yeah. Do you, so how often do you meditate? Is that a big part of your day? Has it been the last few years? How experienced are you with that? Um, it is not, it is not something I do. Um, you know, my, I, my animal flow, my, my movement, you know, is like my moving meditation. I'll say this. I don't do a sit seating still meditation. I am mm. working on it. I have this voice. I know I feel the pull towards it. And I've been working through like, why hasn't that be, been something that's consistent in my life? Like sitting with stillness and I know I'm almost, this is going to sound weird, but I'm almost a little afraid of it for how much comes up inside of me. And mm. like, I don't, I write a lot. Um, I, speak That's huge. Lot. I even like speak to like just my camera, just like speak aloud. Um, and I, something I've thought about was like, fuck, if all of this is coming up and like, I haven't sat really sat in silence consistently, what the fuck is going to come up when I sit in silence? And I'm almost afraid that I'm mm. not going to know how to handle all of the emotions and like the things that pop up. And like my first day that was, um, I was telling you about has been like a big encourager of to do it. Like whatever comes up, like you can handle it. Yeah, definitely. I'll say it's a game changer. You know, I, I'm trying to be better about like not telling people what to do. I don't want to fucking be like, listen, you're, you have to like, listen, go meditate right after this. You have to, it's going to change your life. Like, I don't want to be that fucking guy ever. You know, I don't want to come off as strong, but it's a game changer. I (laughs) Sure. <laughs> fucking do it, <laughs> fucking do it. <laughs> no i think for me i've been doing it now for three years and it's been an, a non-negotiable like it's sit do your one to 20 minutes whatever it is you know follow the breathing like i want to do more holotropic stuff now the more intense stuff and see how that affects because yeah. I, I can say now i'm at a point where i tap in pretty quickly and i uh-huh. get i get for the most part i get really still I place awareness on the breathing and I don't know how to explain it, but I feel like, I feel like really connected and I feel fulfilled just from there, you know, and I really don't think about other things. And I, sometimes those really dark thoughts pop up on why I I might feel shitty. And I'll, I'll say this too. I'm a really lucky cat. I've been probably put in a really nice environment growing up with my mom and dad loving the shit out of me and kind of, making me do my own thing and figuring it out on myself. And I've always had a real strong, loving support staff around. So like my trauma is very minimal, you know, which is why I feel so obligated to put out a quality message and send it consistently, you know, through a podcast or through my online work or Instagram or whatever it is. Like I feel strongly about that, but yeah, like the sitting, I get connected and I think feel connected and about like really creative stuff. I get ideas all the time and I have a book, with a note, a notebook with a pen next to me all the time. And I get in the habit of doing a little bit of every writing every day. And that's it. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah I try. Um, yeah. It, it's hopefully on our next podcast episode, I can say that I've been doing it. I like, I like the idea of something. I mean, it's building a habit, right? Like, so yeah. if, you about, if you think about, um, uh, the habit loop, right? Um, yeah. The thought loop. Yeah. yeah, I'm not going to get into like James Clear. Uh, if you've never heard of James Clear, he's a fantastic author on on habits. But 
you know, I love the, the one to 20 minutes, right? I think this, as I've explored, okay, what is it about the meditation that, um, is it what you're calling it? Like, what is the story you have built around it? That's really makes me hesitate from wanting to do it, um, or seeing the benefit of it. Um, and that's a whole, that's a whole nother conversation of things that I've learned from that, but, um, breaking it down to any habit that you want to something that is so simple. One of his foundational um, pieces of his book, his book is called Atomic Habits, is make it easy. Like it's make it invisible, make it easy, make it sustainable, make it fun. Mm -hmm. And one minute, you tell me to meditate or breathe for one minute, I could breathe for one minute. When people are like, here, listen to this 45 minute meditation. I'm like, get the the fuck fuck out of here. 45 minutes, please. Um. Yeah, and breathing. These are just things that I think growing up, so talking about environment, as you said, these things weren't presented to me in my environment. Meditation, yoga, focusing on my breath. I I was in a very high-charge environment. Mm. A lot of anger, a lot of Mm. feistiness um, that exists in my family and just like within myself. Mm. And like I said, just these last couple, really like year and a half of being like, okay, there's this whole other softer calmer slower side that i am like dipping my toes in the water a little bit at a time and it started with the ownership shit owning my shit yes you know now my ankles in the water (laughs) yes sweet okay good yeah you have it you have it i'm glad we got to connect me too sweet all right so where can people find your stuff and if they are looking to own it or take ownership how can they find that um, mostly Instagram right now, Danielle Gertner at Danielle Gertner. Um, you want to check out my shit on my website. It's a work in progress, but Danielle And if you're in Austin, um, I will be there in a week. And once this quarantine is, um, over whatever the new normal is, I hope to, I hope to meet you out there. I really, when this podcast drops, you will definitely be in Austin already. Cause I'm always behind on editing and stuff. And I always like let them out a month later. So you'll definitely be in Austin. Cool. That's perfect. May. It'll be great. I'm you know, those, fun. those memes are going to come out now. It's going to be May. Like the Justin Timberlake memes. Yep. <laughs> I love that. I've never heard of that before. That's really funny. It took me a second, but it's going to be May. Yeah. 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 You never heard of that before? No, but that's really funny. Oh, dude, those, that meme goes around all the time. And it's like the Justin Timberlake with his Afro and you know, it's like, it's going to be May. It's the best. April 31st. April I'm 31st. I'm going to all the time now because you said it. It's like when you get a yellow car, you start seeing yellow cars. Yep. Yep. So the- about your thoughts, people, whatever you think you will see. Yeah, totally. And it, also, like, hopefully by the time people hear this, the, the coronavirus pandemic takes a new positive course. But uh, at the end of the day, it, this is what you make of it. And what we do have control over is our wellness and keeping ourselves healthy. And I think what we're trying to do is that promote a positive message, keep a sharp mentality, a positive mentality, optimistic, and, you know, whatever the task is at hand and how the situation is right now, it's going to play out for you with a positive mindset, right? Yep. We have way more control than people realize. We just thought the control looked a little bit different. Mm, we thought it was on the external. Um, we thought we controlled the external. This will be like a whole nother hour podcast. I shouldn't go into this. The internal is a mirror of the external, babe. And the external is a mirror of the internal. 
that's going to be a whole like a million. Like, it's going to be another podcast in itself, like two or three hours. Shit. Yeah, we, we need to we need to dive into that probably. Yeah, let's do this again sometime because this was yeah. fun. You're uh you're a good podcaster. I hope this uh kind of gives you the motivation, inspiration to start your own podcast and start getting that out because yeah. you definitely got it. So yeah. all right, man. Well, this was absolutely fun and a pleasure. So yeah. um Yeah, great. So let's uh let's reconnect in the future. I'll kind of hit you up when this is done and I'll send you the link to it and, and all that, okay? Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast, everybody. That was the show. If you are interested in learning a little bit more about Danielle Gertner, make sure to follow her on Instagram at Danielle Gertner. This was a great conversation, and I hope that you guys found value from the topics that we discussed. Hit me up on Instagram at Danny Cola Fitness. Slide in the DMs, and we'll talk there. Until then, make sure to keep moving and uh, enjoy as much of life as you possibly can. Get creative and express yourself authentically, truthfully, and with love. That's all I got for you today, everybody. All love. Peace.